ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a brand new episode of The Truth. I'm your host, the one they love the most, Niall Hessen. And today we are back with 32 Teams in 32 Days, episode number 10. Today's team is the New Orleans Saints. If you missed yesterday's show, feel free to go check it out. We covered the Atlanta Falcons as we're starting the NFC North division here. I've also covered the NFC and AFC North in the previous episodes, so make sure you go check those out as well. Um, If you guys are new to 32 teams in 32 days, let me give you guys a brief rundown on how this uh, series works. I will start off by my first uh, three key players that I think will help them be successful this year. That will lead us to our first trivia question slash break of the podcast. When we come back from break, I will be telling you guys my two favorite draft picks as well as free agent signings by the Saints this year. That will lead us to our second and final trivia question slash break of the podcast. And then when we come back from that final break, I'll go over my three keys to success as well as my predictions for the upcoming year. Without further ado, let's hop right into it. So the first key player I have is Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara, one of the best running backs in the league last year and really has been one of the best running backs since he entered the league in 2017. He's entering his fifth NFL season. Um, You know, I love Kamara in many different ways. First of all, um, I I picked him up um, in 2017. I just fell in love with him, tried to get him every year. He's a great running back. Um, you know, he's averaging about five yards a carry, and then he's a great receiving back. He gets about 80 receptions per year, um, which is great for PPR leagues, um, alongside a good amount of yards and touchdowns. So last year was a really good year. He had 21 total touchdowns, about 1,600 total yards, a little more than that, and then um, also had 187 rushes with 83 receptions. So about 270 touches, um, whether it's catching or um handoffs and honestly had a great year had like six of those touchdowns against my Vikings which sucked but really a great player on that Saints team I think the Saints are really going to look to Alvin Kamara this year that Drew Brees uh, now that Drew Brees is no longer playing uh, in the MLB in the MLB geez in the NFL uh, sorry Um, so they're really going to look to Kamara a lot now I'd be very curious to see his production standpoint if Taysom Hill wins the starting job it is a starting quarterback I think Kamara's production and the pass catching game will drop significantly because most of the time um, when Kamara played last year and Taysom Hill was the quarterback, you know, Taysom Hill didn't really look to Kamara in the pass game. He still handed the ball off. um, And honestly, his numbers for, you know, handing the ball off was a lot less last year with Taysom Hill at quarterback because Taysom Hill has more designed runs um, and things of that nature. Now, if Jameis Winston's the quarterback, I would expect more, um, receptions to Kamara. I don't think he'll get as much receptions as he normally got with Drew Brees, you know, having that connection the last four years. Um, I think maybe instead of 80 receptions, you'll be in the 50 to 70 ballpark range reception wise, which means yards will probably also go down a little bit and same with touchdowns. But nonetheless, Kamara is that main piece of offense on that, you know, New Orleans Saints offense. And I think the big thing with Kamara too is, yeah, he'll split time with other running backs such as Latavius Murray, um, for example, but, you know, he's still very valuable. He's valuable in the running game and the passing game. He's almost as like a third ride receiver and a running back at the same time. So really solid and really good to get a guy uh, like Kamara. And it's good for the Saints to have him. I just think his production will be a little less this year just because Drew Brees is not his quarterback. The second key player I have is Cam Jordan. Love Cam Jordan, uh, one of the better defensive ends in the league. You know, had a really good career thus far, played with the Saints the entire career. He's entering his 11th season in the NFL. Um, 2019, 18, and 17, I think, were his best years thus far. You know, last year, 
Um, I think teams started to pick up a little bit of what Cam Jordan was able to do. So, you know, protection wise, linemen were more, they're putting their better linemen against a Cam Jordan or they're even double teaming him in some situations. So stat wise, his numbers dropped. But like I've said previously, um, just because the stat numbers drop doesn't mean he hasn't had an impact on that Saints team or any other teams for that matter. Because let's say, for example, Cam Jordan does get double teamed. That frees up the whole other side of the defensive line, um, unless there's like 20 blockers on the offensive line. Because normally there's about five to six blockers. You double team that, that means one person's got a free way or one-on-one matchups. And those players shine more, um, but that's because of the impact Cam Jordan has. Nonetheless, 2019 was probably his best year. Uh, 53 tackles, 16 assists, 15 and a half sacks. That's pretty much one sack every game. He had 12 sacks 2018 and 2017 at 13 on average. So really good uh, player. He does can produce those numbers. Do I think he's going to produce any more 15 and a half sacks in his career? Most likely not. He's 32 years old, 6'4", 287 pounds. So he is kind of getting a little bit towards the end of his career um, in the NFL. Uh, especially with the position that he's at, a lot of wear and tear on the body. Um, you know, it's not necessarily always a great thing um, to have that wear and tear. Um, but Cam Jordan definitely is able to and it can still produce as much as need be. He just might not be as effective as he was um, previously in his career. Finally, Jameis Winston. You know, I put Saints quarterbacks just because I don't know who's going to win the quarterback job. And I'd be very curious to see how that's all going to shape out. In the meantime, I figured Jameis Winston, you know, has had a little bit of longer career than Taysom Hill. So when I look, was looking up, you know, research of the podcast and I was finding stats, um, I just wanted to focus on Jameis Winston because Taysom Hill, I think no matter what, will have a good impact in that Saints offense. In my personal opinion, I think Jameis Winston's a better quarterback, but I also think Taysom Hill is more, you know, obviously mobile, um, better overround overall quarterback you know he can throw a little bit he can run a little bit he can play wide receiver I think it'd be smarter for the Saints to go with Jameis Winston and then have Taysom Hill as you know maybe a wide receiver at some point running back um, even quarterback for that matter um, literally can do it all Taysom Hill plays every position I think better fit for the Saints Hill works better in that you know offense with you know the expanded role of not just the quarterback position but Jameis Winston, you know, had a, has had a decent year uh, thus far out of Florida State, entering his seventh NFL season. This first uh, five were with the Buccaneers and last year with the Saints. You know, he is famous for turning the ball over a lot. Looking at his stats, um, he really has not had a year where he's thrown um, about, he's thrown about the same amount of touchdowns and interceptions. 2019, he had over 5,000 passing yards, a 60% completion percentage. He had 33 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. That's not that great. Um, I'm going to read touchdowns to interceptions uh, in the years before 19 to 14, 19 to 11, 28 to 18, 22 to 15. That is the one concern with Jameis Winston. It's not a matter of fact that he can throw the ball as if he can throw the ball accurately. He's got a tremendous arm and can move a little bit, but he's really got to cut back on the turnovers. And that's why, you know, the Buccaneers decided, you know what, it's time to move on from him. Let's just go get the greatest of all time in Tom Brady. But Jameis Winston, I think, will win the starting job for the majority of the snaps at the quarterback position. I think it's important, though, to have Taysom Hill be in the lineup or in the starting, you know, rotation, not rotation, but in the starting lineup throughout the NFL season every week because teams will kind of scheme for Jameis Winston. Well, yeah, I throw Taysom Hill here in the, in the mix. And worst case scenario, let's say if Jameis Winston does get hurt, Taysom Hill is a solid quarterback option. The Saints drafted Taysom Hill mainly to be a quarterback, and then they just um, – or they didn't even draft him. I believe the Packers drafted him, and then they signed him. 
but he was, you know, brought over to mainly be a quarterback. And then Sean Payton extended, expanded him into the roles of wide receiver, running back, uh, quarterback at times, because he can throw the ball too. It's not a matter if he can throw the ball. He played BYU, quarterback at BYU. He's a good player. Um, but I think Jameis Winston will win the starting role. And I think in my personal opinion, it'll be better for the Saints. And Jameis Winston just got to really cut back on the turnovers because that obviously can cost a lot of games. Moving on to the first trivia question slash break the podcast. The question is, what is the name of the stadium that the Saints play in? What is the name of the stadium the Saints play in? The answer when we come back here on The Truth. Welcome back to The Truth. Before the break, I asked the question, what is the name of the stadium that the New Orleans Saints play in? They play in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Moving on to a couple of key draft picks as well as offseason moves that I liked by the, uh, the Saints this year. The first one was Pete Warner out of Ohio State. Pete Warner, another guy that a lot of people were, you know, really um, expecting to have a good year at Ohio State um, in that linebacker position. Now moving over to the NFL, um, really good linebacker. I think it was smart. You know, again, I've said it a lot of times due to um, having, you know, the Ohio State Buckeyes in the NFL. The Ohio State team is a very good, talented team. Uh, so, you know, producing a lot of guys, especially on the defensive side, is definitely a big thing. And I think alongside some of the other defenders like Lattimore and Jordan, uh, Warner will have an impact. Um, they drafted in the second round, too. Uh, so, you know, if they're drafted in the second round, I think chances are more than likely that he's wanting, they're wanting him to play um, in the first year in the NFL. Now, a lot of things can change, um, but I definitely think it would be a key addition to that side of the football. Fourth round, Ian Book, quarterback out of Notre Dame. Ian Book, a very interesting quarterback. I've watched a lot of Ian Book over the years just because, um, you know, a lot of times Notre Dame is playing on NBC or whatever, and it's, you know, Saturday afternoon, you want to watch football, you know, you name it, you know, whatever. But Ian Book, a very good quarterback from a very good school, you know, he led his team to the playoff, I believe. I know Notre Dame was in the playoff. I'm pretty sure he was the quarterback there. A very solid quarterback. Um, you know, not a quarterback that's going to be drafted in the first round, but a quarterback like where he's drafted in this round, in the fourth round. Um, very interesting pick, too. Um, does this send a message if you're a Saints fan? You know, what are they going to do with Ian Book? You know, are they trying to maybe get him to be the future quarterback? Or what's the case scenario? Or they just really liked him and wanted to get him um, and then maybe find, you know, years down the line if they really like him and end up using him. But I'd be very curious to see what Ian Book does there um, in the Saints. I can see Ian Book being a starter in the NFL, and I can also see him being a backup uh, for the majority of his career in the NFL. I think he'll be one of those quarterbacks that it takes a little bit longer to transition from the college game to the football game or the NFL game. But once he transfers over from the college, the collegiately, collegiately, collegiate game to the NFL, he'll be a solid quarterback and can be an option for number one. But we've never known. You know, we never know how good he can be. We've seen late quarterbacks been drafted um, before. And they'd be really good quarterbacks. We know all know the example of Tom Brady. You know, I don't need to talk about how good Tom Brady is. We all know. So this could be something similar. Just very curious. I thought it was an interesting pick. You know, you know, especially the quarterback battle this year with Drew Brees gone. Uh, do they go with Taysom Hill, Winston, maybe even Ian Book down the line? You know, you never know. Very interesting pick there. I like this free agent signing though, Devontae Freeman. Um, I think this was a big one for the Saints. Um, playing with the Falcons for six years and the Giants last year. Um, he does have some experience um, not only at the Saints field, but in the NFC South as well. He's still a solid running back. Again, you know, he's not going to jump off the page with his speed. He is pretty fast. Um, you know, he he does do what he needs to do, but he's also kind of tall or not tall. He's 5'8", but like muscular. He's more of a power, small, fast running back. So a lot of good combinations there. 
One downside, uh, he is getting a little bit older. He's 29 years old. Um, I'm not saying that he's not going to be good and not going to be worth it, but you know, with running backs, they really do have a short spam uh, in their career from consistently running the football. Um, so very curious to see there, but I, I wonder if, you know, what's going to be, be his role in this mix. Is he going to be more of a back for Kamara or the Murray or Freeman? Are they all going to mix in or what, what's the situation there? Very curious to see, but I do think he'll get his touches. I do think he'll get his reps, his playing time, everything that you're expecting. Very good signing though, by getting out and getting the kind of a veteran leadership kind of guy in Freeman. And then Brian Poole. I like Brian Poole, cornerback uh, from the Jets. Also played with the Falcons for three years. Um, again, a solid cornerback. Not somebody that's going to jump off on the page, but uh, joining that nice secondary, you know, filled with like good cornerbacks and safeties such as Lattimore. Um, you know, he'll be an impact more kind of cornerback. Again, he's not going to be the Jalen Ramsey of the Saints or even the Lattimore of the Saints, but he's just going to be a good role player. And that's what you need in an NFL team sometime. You don't need necessarily the best players at every position, every single game. Um, you know, it's always great to have them, and I think teams will be thrilled to have them. But really, it's really focused, you know, on having a good team with role players. You know, you have to have some stars. We all know that. But role players such as Brian Poole will be big. I think he'll transition well. I think he'll be very curious to see how well he fits in New Orleans. You know, is he, you know, going to stay there for a while? Because he's still relatively young in his career. He's 28 years old. Does he stay there for a while? Does he go somewhere else? Um, how do they use him? You know, maybe they use him sometimes um, for unnecessary, not unnecessary reasons, but like un weirder reasons than you would expect. It's crazy how some of this stuff happens sometimes, but very good signing to going out and get a guy like Poole as well. Um, that's going to lead us to our second and final trivia question slash break the podcast. And we're going to go back a little bit with Drew Brees. How many kids does Drew Brees have? How many kiddos does Drew Brees have? The answer when we come back only here on the truth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. Before the break, I asked the question, how many kids does Drew Brees have? The correct answer is four. Moving on to my final part of the podcast, I'm going to go over my three keys to success as well as my predictions for the upcoming year. The first key to success I have is, you know, manage it without Drew Brees. Drew Brees, Hall of Fame quarterback, we all know that, had a tremendous career, especially with the Saints, led them to a Super Bowl. Um, led them to multiple playoff appearances. Drew Brees is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. We all know that. He retired. It's time to move on, though. There's still business needing to be done. The Saints, for the most part, still have a really talented team. I've mentioned some of them already, such as Kamara, Jordan, Poole, Lattimore. I didn't mention Thomas, you know, Michael Thomas. They have a good team. Um, so really, the only thing they're missing is a quarterback position. You drafted Taysom Hill. Again, I keep saying they drafted him. They didn't draft him, but they got Taysom Hill. And, you know, the ultimate goal was to have Taysom Hill kind of fill the wing and be the main quarterback. Now you added Jameis Winston. So really, it's just between the two of them. And maybe it's both. Like I said, maybe you go with Winston and use Hill in just an expanded role like you've been doing if it was Drew Brees, any different. Um, so, you know, you just got to figure it out. And, you know, Kamara will help. Uh, I think they're going to really focus on the run more with Kamara because Kamara is a stud. And then even in the passing game. I really am scared for Kamara. I think his receptions will go down, and that's not a good thing if you're a Saints fan because Kamara makes a lot of people miss, and he's really effective in the pass-catching game. I just feel like his numbers are going to be going down because every time Drew Brees wasn't playing, whether it was an injury or whatever the case scenario was, his numbers went down. So if you can keep his numbers up, um, whatever, that'd be fine. Leading into that, I needed Kamara to have another big season. You know, Kamara's obviously the lead horse of that team. 
He's going to help in the run game in the pass game. I've talked about that a lot this podcast. But he's got to have another big season. It's very vital not only for him but for the whole entire team, especially if you have a quarterback like Taysom Hill or even Jameis Winston. You know, still new to the system, Jameis Winston is. Having a guy that will help you settle in and be successful is very important and one of the more underrated aspects of the football or NFL game. Uh, so if Kamara is able to have another big season, I think they'll be fine. And then the defense continue to be as good as you've been. Um, you're not really facing any great teams besides the Buccaneers in this division. Yeah, you got against going against Christian McCaffrey um, and the Panthers, but Panthers really aren't that great of an offensive team, and the Falcons aren't either. So you have the advantage of being in the NFC South, where the really only team you got to worry about, in my opinion, offensively, is the Buccaneers. So if you're able to, in those four other games, um, hold them, that's four maybe potential wins that you can have, or even a win or two, or a loss or two, I should say, you can still make a run for the playoffs and be successful. Um, and so the defense, you know, having that opportunity is a perfect opportunity. There's not many divisions in the NFL where defense is really not that big, um, you know, where, you know, teams are, you know, don't have a great offense or whatever. But this is the division, I think, where you really need to step it up on the defensive side of things. And you got the players to do so. Really expecting the Saints to be fine on then. As far as predictions go, I'm going to go 9-7 and seven and finishing second in the division. I just don't know. I don't feel certain about the quarterback situation. Whatever it is, I think Kamara's going to get a lot less production than expected. Um, so, you know, if you're a Saints fan, maybe you're a little hesitant about this. Hopefully it's not the case. I think the Saints are probably like my second favorite team or third favorite team. So I do like the Saints. So hopefully they're a little more successful. But I'm not too sure. Uh, definitely given a lot of question marks and, you know, weird vibes from the Saints this year. That's going to wrap it up for another episode of 32 Teams in 32 Days. I hope you guys did enjoy it. If you guys, like I said, missed the other podcast before, go feel free to check them out. Um, you know, this was a spam of like four podcasts I made here on Saturday, August 7th, just because I'm leaving for college tomorrow, like I've mentioned. So you never know. Maybe it's uh, August 11th, I think, is when you're seeing this, August 10th. And August 9th, Taysom Hill died or something like that. So disregard everything I said about this podcast. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. I believe we got the Buccaneers. Well, I know we got the Buccaneers and the Panthers coming up next. I just don't know which one is which. I'm going to have to go look at my calendar. But if you guys are a fan of the series, please let me know. Um, if you guys have any comments, questions, concerns, whatever, let me know. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for watching, taking some time out of your day. I really appreciate it. And I'll see you guys in the next one. As always, stay safe, take care. Niall Heston signing out. Peace. Peace.